0: and I say, watch the victory, that's why. And he knew it was right, too, boys. and it's like, sucking it loud. Uh, anyways, so we'll be back in Colossians again this morning, in chapter 2, mainly verses 2 and 3, uh, but I, I would like to say first that, uh, you know, to, to unbelievers, Scripture tells us that the cross is foolishness. And to us, it's an anthem of grace. It's an anthem of hope. We don't put our trust and faith in the cross, but what Christ did on the cross. And my main thing that I want to do is uh, to encourage you this morning. And uh, that's my main thing every morning, I hope, anyways. Uh, It's not to leave you downtrodden or sad or, you know, feel guilty, but that you would be encouraged Colossians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Verse 2, That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, To the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I know that could get confusing in there a little bit when you're reading that and you're thinking, you know, this sounds real good, but I'm not 100% sure what all that means. Christ, to us, is the very manifestation the, the physical incarnation of hope. He is the, the, our faith, which is not by sight. He is faith made sight. He is assurance because He is all faith. And He is eternal. The only thing that we could put our eternal trust in is Christ because anything else will fail. All of these things when it when it says that our hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, so together, all of us understanding something that the world thinks is foolishness. To the uh, that unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, understanding what? That the acknowledgement of who God is, who the Father is, who Christ is, and knowing that in him is hidden. Not to us. These treasures are not hidden from us. They're hidden from the world. But they're not hidden from us. In Him, we have access to the full treasures of wisdom and knowledge of who He is, what He has done, and who we are in Him. So, our hearts today could be troubled about a lot of things. We could be worried about the conflicts that are to come. We could be worried about. All the ways that we fail, all the ways that we have failed Christ this week, how we've been rebellious, how we may have been lustful, how we may have been prideful, how we may have been arrogant. Just all the many, many ways that we could have failed Him, but knowing this, that there has been something that has been revealed to you that has been hidden from the world that hates Him. Knowing that we have this assurance. Of the understanding of who He is and what He's done. When I say that He is the physical incarnation of goodness, of love, of assurance, of power, the, the list goes on. It, it could never end. We will never stop singing His praises, and I promise you, we probably won't repeat ourselves. And even though the angels saying, "Holy, holy, holy is He," that's not repeating itself three, three times. It's saying, "Holy is the Father. Holy is the Son. Holy is the Spirit." We will not run out of praises anytime short for the rest of eternity. Our list could go on about who He is. The full riches of the assurance and understanding of the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. And what is the mystery of God? Anybody? Who Christ is. Revealed to those who believe in Him. That is the mystery of God. It was concealed in the Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament, and soon to come again to fulfill all of his desires, all of his works, all of his plans, the lights, their self, and the stars, the heavens will cease to shine. Everything that has been promised that he needed to do or accomplish will have been done and accomplished. And all things that God has worked out to this particular point, the mysteries that he's written in the stars, the mysteries that he's written in our hearts, the mysteries that he's written throughout history, will all come to this one epicenter, this one point, where we see that. I read a book. It was called, What Does God Want? And it was written by a guy. His last name was Heiser. And this lady told me that, you know, I read this book and I had answered questions that I didn't think that I would have answered until the other side of eternity, and I read the book, and it was one main thing that I just didn't get. What does God want? It's real easy for his son to be glorified. for his son to be praised and worshiped for the rest of eternity. What did they do? They were praising and worshiping each other and reveling in each other's glory before the foundation of the world. And the only thing that changed was they, and to try not to speculate, they said, let's find someone to share this with. Let's make someone to share this with. And they created man in their own image to bring him honor, glory, and praise. So what is God's desire? What does he want for Jesus Christ to be honored, glory? Don't go read that book, by the way. Don't waste your time. Uh, stick to scripture. Scotty, would you pray for us, please? Father, we thank you so much uh, for this day. Father, we do thank you for the mystery of the gospel. We thank you, Father, for what you've done for us. Father, we pray uh, that you would have your way and will in this place, that you would uh, fill Pastor Israel up, pour him out through your spirit, give him the words we need to hear. I pray for the Sunday school hour, Father, that you would be with all the teachers, that you would impart truth to all of us in Jesus' name.